Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Uh, my name is Scott Switzer. I'm the host. I have my co-host Amy Radowski with me, yep. and we have a very special guest, Rebecca Fuselet. And how are you, Rebecca? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. Great. So can I tell you how irritating it was at the CrossFit Games to hear your name mispronounced? <laughs> I think we're, we're working on that. Maybe I should just put a a story up every day of how to pronounce my name and then hey it's gotten better over the years yeah i'll say that it's well, gotten better over the years cat our other co-host was pretty good at going around to all the announcers to make sure that they knew how to pronounce it and would even text people that were announcing say hey you're doing it wrong oh that's funny i yeah. heard someone yell at me so in in north park there's like the bleachers all around the turf field and then you can actually if you sit on one side of the bleachers you can see us getting lined up to go out to the stage and i heard someone i have no idea who it was from above the bleachers and they were like fuselay get them to say your name right and i go <laughs> <laughs> okay that's what i'll do during this event right funny. <laughs> that's what i'm focusing on here <laughs> yeah <laughs> So give us a behind the scenes. It is rumored that you record how to pronounce your name so that they can listen to it. Yes. Did, did that happen? Yes. Did, did you stutter? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I can, I can, I can, I have my moments, but I don't think that was one of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I even told the... <laughs> It's a hard one. I That's get true. it. It's a hard one. So how long did it take your body to recover after that weekend? Um, weekend so plus. It, it, was, it took quite a few days to get past. Uh, yeah, I would say quite a few days to get past like the big soreness. And then after all that, it's so funny. I, I tell people this all the time. After you go through competition, even at the semifinals level, and then especially after the games, after you know the season's all over and everything, you get recovered your body starts feeling like it's not as beat up. And then you go to do your first workout back and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm not even fit anymore. Yeah. It just goes away in like a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it, it, it takes, it's not even so much. Like I think we're so used to the, the physical um, soreness and the fatigue that comes with it, but training it's this, like when you get through all the stress of it and when it, that that's what takes a while. And that's why you need to um, coach, and uh, Matt over here, tell it was just trying to pull me back so much of just like, and he's still trying to do it. Like I'm already ready to get back up to training and everything. He's already trying to pull me back just to let my mind still recover and have fun with uh, training and and just CrossFit and remember why we fell in love with it. And uh, so it's like re recovering the mind. I think takes longer than your actual body because we're so used to just being sore for the most part. Sure. I, I cannot even imagine the mental strain that is. I was telling Amy before we went live, I was brain dead for a week just being there trying to cover it. And like you guys like amped it up 10 times. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even just the workouts and the, sh the stress of the workouts that you do on the field. It's like 
making sure your schedule is right, your eating schedule is right, you're in their own briefings. And it's not just like, you do the workout and you get to chill. As soon yeah. as we're done with the workout, they take us to the next briefing and we go through all that. You're walking from the Coliseum to the, to the warm-up area and all this other crazy stuff. So it's, and it's just that you're, you're always on, right? Your brain is always on and ready to go. So it's a long, and then this, this year was, we ended up competing five days, right? Yeah. So it was, a, it was a long, it was a long time, but I planned originally when I said, when I was going to come back from after um, the games and I was talking about kind of re um, redoing my personal training slash coaching schedule and everything. I was like, give me a week after the games, I'll be ready to go after that. No, my brain was not working for a solid week and a half, two weeks after that. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought I'd be ready. So it took some time. I feel you there, Scott. <laughs> Um, Kat wants to know if you had a little post game blues, like, is that really a thing? Yes, I've had it. Not so much this season. I, and then after the games, uh, I said it's happened to me after pretty much most competitions where you get through all this hype and everything. And I think most athletes that are at this level and so like hard on themselves, um, go through that because all the hype is up you take away all those good moments and then you kind of, I try not to dwell on those bad moments, but it's not, if you use them in the right way, they work, they work for you. If you use them in the bad way, they can kind of work uh, in a different way. They can kind of work against you. I've definitely felt the whole like, uh, what do I do now yeah. kind of feeling after it. And that's happened after many competitions, but I've think I've done a better job of training my brain to go if I get those blues you go back to being proud of all the all the the good moments and take those good moments and run with them so yes they are real when the hype dies um it is kind of a little bit of like what's next yeah I mean you spend so much time hyper focused on this one thing and then when that Mm -hmm. one thing is over although you have a larger goal later on it's still that right then the now Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. what do I focus on yeah Kat says she thinks some of your bad moments were your best moments. You, uh, all I have to say for that is thank you to the community because everybody keeps highlighting that. What I saw, which is what everybody, the moment everybody still talks about the capital mm-hmm. moment is like from my competitor's brain and my competitor's view, it's like frustrating. Yeah. But everybody's like, such a great moment, such an important moment. And I'm like, thank you for letting me be a part of that. Sure. So I want to let the audience in. We we actually talked to you before we went live. I think you have talked about the Capitol moment so much and you do such a great job on your own YouTube channel that if people want to hear the story, they should go to Rebecca's YouTube channel and check yeah, that out. Yeah, we put up a because, little clip. Yeah. Yeah, because you you do a great job kind of walking through that moment. But what I want to know about the Capitol is what happened after it, right? So one, you're a coach, right? So you're going through this moment that is the CrossFit ideal, right? The CrossFit way of cheering in the person that's, that's struggling. As a coach, how can you take that experience, translate it into what you do for your athletes? Right. Um, so this has been, it's almost like 
such um and I'm right there with the community and I've been so blessed to like even been I'm so excited people have sent me like pictures of this happened in my community and it's like a smaller version of the capital event mm -hmm. and we have that happen like on the daily here right in in the gym and I think that it it really I've always loved those moments I think those are one of the most important moments of CrossFit but now go after going through that it it takes it to a whole new level like the, those moments is you can see how important it is and how um, it's it's unlike any other sport that the the last person gets the loudest cheers and everything. And I think it along with everyone else in the community, like it really resonates a little bit more of why we fell in love with CrossFit and how important those moments are. And um, the big thing about our sport and, and what we do in CrossFit is that you're going to take that through the rest of your life, not in just fitness and in the gym stuff. So um, it's, it's really cool. Um, I have like, yeah, we can talk a little bit about what happened like afterwards, as far as like my coach and everything and trying, yeah. because it was, it was a hard moment for him too. He was actually, back at the expo center on the grounds he wasn't at the the moment and he's really opened up and and he opened up about how hard it was for him to watch it from there just being that your athlete is out on the floor in this moment in this trying time and we need to focus on that but at the same time move on to the next right. event too so it's it's really like I learned more about the capital moment and how important it was like literally after the games were over. Sure. Because it, everything's just happened back yeah. and back and back and back. So right. it, it's, gotta go it's to the next. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it, it was definitely, I know how much I can feel how much stronger and how much, how important that moment was uh, for future, for the, for future events, future competitions and future years at the games. Mm -hmm. So from that, someone did a drawing or a painting of that moment that you have made a shirt out of mm -hmm. uh, with Cambro. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so they had, after the games had wrapped up and everything, Rocky with uh, the owner of Cambro had reached out to me that people were asking um, if there's any Rebecca shirts out there. And we had done ever the normal, like um, this is my, this year's game shirts with my no regrets on it and everything that was my saying going into it. And he was like, people are asking for t-shirts. Do you, he was like, I think everybody, we, we need that, that moment kind of immortalized, like, on a shirt but I was almost like mixed feelings going into that and I kind of did a little video in it talk uh talking to the community and how what I want this this shirt to represent and I don't um want the shirt to represent me or Cambro or CrossFit Bolt or any like one specific thing I want it to really capture the whole community in that whole moment um and if anybody wanted it like they, if they could keep that shirt with them or hold that moment close to their heart but even on the back it just says community we originally he originally had like no no regrets on it with a lightning bolt and i was like no we, i just want it plain and simple the community this is for us this is um and those shirts yeah um the the other cool thing about it is the artist just tagged me in that sketch mm -hmm. that they did and I was like, that's so cool. It came from someone in the community. 
Yeah. And it's like not just a picture stuck on a shirt. Like yeah. It's a whole drawing on a shirt. So I loved it. I loved it. And I wanted to make sure like it really captured such a special moment. That that gives me goosebumps. And I actually <laughs> ordered mine and it's going to end up on the on the wall. Yes. Back here. Oh, that's so um, cool. So so I am so, so stoked for that. Um, I also want to talk about, um, I know there's one other thing from that moment. Did, did life around the campus change for you from that moment forward? Were you more recognized? Could you walk from point A to point B? Yeah. Um, so this was the the the, the craziest part of this year is um on um i'll talk about it a little bit before and a little bit after uh, before the capital event which was on friday it was on friday morning that thursday i had planned because it was supposed to be our scheduled rest day right um and then mm-hmm. it, we ended up doing an event on there that was sp- gonna be the day i kind of made my rounds around campus and went through vendor village to meet all to meet all my sponsors and say hi and what's up and show my face and everything to all of them and um i was not expecting all the hey pictures and all this like uh. all the love from everyone and i was like me <laughs> you what okay and um so that was really cool and i think a lot of people have gotten, and I'm very thankful that a lot of people have gotten to know my story over the years of just following mo- uh, me over uh, social. And I think I really let out a lot of my personality this year. Um, so I'm glad a lot of people got to see that. And then after the Capitol event, I didn't, in the moment, I didn't think a whole lot of that changed. And one of my biggest fears fears and um because everybody it it is a good fear going into the games was that people i was gonna give it everything i had and i wanted people to see how much of a of of a fighter i am out there and how much i pour my heart and soul into everything and i don't think it it changed as much as after that event i think people felt closer to me i think Mm -hmm they were out there if that kind of makes sense yeah i don't want to sound like like oh yeah that that moment was just like like i said i want that moment to be for us and i think people just really felt a lot closer and yes i got some extra like cheers and everything because it's just i think i'm really proud of the whole season how people got to learn my story and see my heart on the floor as i compete so Well, speaking of you letting out more of your personality this year, first of all, I love the vibe of the dancing because I don't know, but (laughs) I'm constantly dancing all the time in the middle of when I'm coaching during an EMOM all the time. But you also got to take some time and uh, meet Roderick and meme for time and do a (laughs) uh, nice little uh, vibe dance there. So Mm -hmm. um, I think the community also, again, is also feeling more closer to you because they're getting to see that, that part of you that, yeah, we're, we're serious about CrossFit and focus, but guess what? Um, you like to have fun with it. Yeah. And I think that's just a breath of fresh air too in the community. It, it really is that way. You know, a lot of people, um, 
And I was like this before in my previous like gymnastics career and just compet my first start of my competitive CrossFit career is like, I'm dead serious. I'm a dead serious competitor. I put everything, I put all my focus into that moment and leading up to those moments and everything. But we all know, especially in this sport, if you're not having fun with it, it's not going to work. You have to mm -hmm. have fun. You have to love to do it. It can't be, oh, I got to go to the gym today. They might have those days like that, but you know you love it deep down inside. You love the challenge. And I feel like in the past, like, there we go. I felt like yeah. I was so serious to the point where it hindered me where I was like too nervous, too putting way too much pressure on myself. And I'm still, I still got that same mindset, but I can own the fact that I love the sport and I have fun with it. So I want people to know that you got to have, if whatever you're doing, whether it's CrossFit or whether it's something else, you got to love it. You got to have fun with it. And that's when the best version of you is going to come forward. So I believe that. Yeah. So that, that takes me to a whole nother side of my questioning. Yes. So let's go there for now. I have said this repeatedly. You are the best follow in CrossFit <laughs> on, on Instagram. And now you're doing shorts on YouTube <laughs> and they are so funny. Okay. So, so you want to hear something? I, I appreciate that because that was my first one. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. I was like, I need to get better at these, but loosen up a little bit on these. Guess what? We I rushed in here to get my computer. Loosen back up? up. Did you say oh, loosen yeah. up? <laughs> I know there's got more. <laughs> we got more weirdness in there. I know yes. we do. Um, so I don't know how far it's gonna go, guys, but we don't know. I don't know. You guys are on the on the ride with me. So I rushed in here to open my my computer up. Today's like really busy, and um, we just shot with compete media and ask me anything um it, where matt and i are talking back and forth answering these instagram questions that i posted on my story yesterday just an ask me anything and man it, it gets a little weird but it, it's 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 funny so that'll be up soon too so if amy hasn't seen it she has a short on youtube on her okay. youtube channel that she is coaching every extreme client that you can imagine. And she plays all the parts. Oh, I love oh, it. Except Matt. Except Matt. Except for Matt. Matt's yes. a star. Matt. Yeah, Matt, Matt has a towel that is his hair, mm -hmm. his wad hair. Yeah. It is hilarious. But Thank like it's the people it. talking through the briefing, and then like they're not even doing anywhere near the movements. It's so funny. Every day of my life. Yeah, it's just, but but that's that's the fun part is like, I my goal of my my story and my Instagram and my my social and everything is just to be as real as possible. Okay, yeah. even in some of these uh, ask me anything questions, I'm like, your guys are gonna see the funny side of me, and there are some questions on here that I am not happy that you guys had the guts to ask me because I'll be straight up real with you guys. So. Um, uh, that's my whole goal is to keep it real and us don't worry us, us, us CrossFit coaches love everyone, but sometimes we got to laugh in those moments. And then Matt just gave me the idea. He's like, next short is going to be the opposite. The athletes get to make fun of the coaches. So, because I know we do our things that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And Matt comes in late 
drops his blender bottle, all that stuff. Like he's five minutes late, all that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then there's one that's like vibing with a bunch of pre-workout and mm-hmm. she's, she's not doing full range of motion, not even close <laughs> mm-hmm. to like the movements. Mm-hmm. And then the best one, and this is actually Amy comes in with her gold medal. What's your X weight? Oh, like uh, <laughs> the super competitor, <laughs> super competitor. Uh-huh. It's a good uh-huh. one. I'm glad you guys so, liked it. More to come. So going, going back to your Instagram, couple highlights. You walked us through butterfly pull-ups, baby butters, five, five baby butters. Pro- progression. And this week the caterpillar became the butterfly. And that was hilarious. <laughs> Loved it. Matt gave me a tip after he saw that. He was like, you should have been on the floor, like wiggling around like a worm. I was like, oh, darn. Next time. (laughs) But my favorite one ever is the rope climb fall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I laughed myself at that one. How hard was it to pose and not laugh as being the person who fell off the rope? Um, well, there's gotta be one day where I post all the bloopers in one reel, I feel like, right? (laughs) Because there's way too many of them. And honestly, it's so awkward when I'm filming those reels, because the whole picture comes together when all the audio is added and everything, right? Especially when you're doing voiceovers and everything. And I'm like, it's so awkward. And it's so funny at the same time. So that's got to be posted. Um, I've been told that I have a really good RBF. Sometimes it's real, sometimes it's not. Um, so you guys can pick out which one that is uh, at that moment. But uh, on my videos, they're like, you have, a, a, you can hold your face like really, really well. I'm like, thanks. Maybe sometimes <laughs> it's it's real, you know? <laughs> this is my natural look, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I do have natural RBF, so. Yeah. I do notice like you're this fun, energetic person um, on Instagram and YouTube and all that, when you get to the start line, it is very straightforward, eyes forward, head down, and and it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So what about the in-between? We've talked to a couple athletes who said there were two camps backstage, and it was the ones that like to be bubbly and goofy in between events and those that are very serious. Which camp do you fall in? the very serious one, believe it or not. So that's so true. And I think it's the way um, some athletes are different on how they handle nerves. Some people Mm -hmm. do a better job of talking out and like talking through the event and being like, blah, 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 I got to get all my nerves out this way. And other athletes, myself included, I really have to sit in my own space, keep visualizing the event over and over and over. And I just do better um, just kind of staying, like I said, staying in my own space and being a little more, more quiet. And I think that confuses people sometimes because I'm such a, a loud character on, on social media, but I've told you guys before, I'm actually like an introvert and I actually recharge in those like moments that I'm like by myself. So, um, when leading up to the games, when I got a few, like, not so nice comments of like, Oh, she's not serious going into it. She's too, she's too focused on social and everything. I was like, I had posted a picture recently that um, Compete Media had taken where it's like at the starting line, like dead serious. I was like, I'm kind of like this Jekyll Hyde character, like two sided, like I can be fun and, and uh, 
relaxed when it's time to be fun and relaxed, but then when it's go time, it's go time. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important skill to just know about yourself, though, to know how you recharge and to know that that's what you need to do in that space where some people mm-hmm. might just be like, I'm just nervous. So I have to do this. But you're you're knowing, no, this is what I need to do in order to be able to focus on those moments. And, and mm-hmm. I know when to have fun when it's time to have fun. Yeah. And that comes from learning. I yeah. used to be so nervous when I competed that I actually talk a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that didn't work for me over the years. I have to like at semifinals, I was sitting up in the corner of the arena, just visualizing events over and over and over before we went out there. And, and that's what works best for me. So mm-hmm. lots of practice. So <laughs> let me ask you this as an introvert and someone who's very serious backstage, does that allow you any time to be, to befriend other athletes? This is a, a lot of people ask like, similar questions like this like who do you talk to do you find other athletes that um relate to you in this first year at the games i didn't talk to a whole lot of athletes i did have conversations with them and it's more or less like when the day is over when um you have those time in between no everybody's like do the event go get food rest then we got to go warm up then it's like um so I did have like some really good conversations with some of them. And I definitely have like some, I'm a fan of, of, of many of the girls that I got to mm-hmm. compete with. I'm not as like definitely some that I feel like in the future, I could reach out via social media and be like, Hey, you want to train together? Mm-hmm. Like to that extent. Um, so there's some talking in the back, but like I said, when it, everybody knows when it's, time to compete. It's time to compete. Everything's good. Gets I, cut off. That's kind of what I was getting to. Cause you train alone for the most part, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that event, it may, you may not fall in the training camp kind of thinking, but mm-hmm. eventually, but occasionally to get yeah. someone to train against and just test yourself yeah. is a good thing. And I just wanted to know if you made any of those types of connections. Yeah. Um, we have, Definitely. We have quite a few athletes around here in Texas. And we actually, I talked about um, training with uh, even Leah at, you know, Leah Irons at at, uh, semifinals and even semifinal levels and games level athletes. um, I definitely feel like I could reach out to some of them and possibly like set up those, those few weekends that you need to kind of like set a baseline and know where you're at, because that's, that was maybe one of the scariest parts about going into the games this year was I was confident in myself, but after eight weeks passes after semifinals and you're going against the best in the world, you're like, Oh my gosh, like I, it's really hard to know where you stand against those top competitors. And um, if you're in one of those training camps, obviously you can kind of get a little bit better idea. Right. Right. So I so, think there. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you finish. Yeah. I think there's an important time to be able to push yourself and train alone. And then there's a, a time and a place like pick a few weekends to go line yourself up with other great athletes and see where you're at. So my last question about being an introvert is I was watching your highlights part one. And it was that Thursday where you were in Vendor Village kind of bopping around. Mm-hmm. What's it like when you're an introvert and everybody wants to take a selfie? Um, 
<laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. It's fun. I love meeting everyone out there. I think if, are, are you an introvert, Scott? I, I no? am. No? You're an introvert, Amy? No. Okay. Yes. So I'll let you know, it, it works like this. You got a time limit. Yep. I love people. <laughs> and then once that time limit is up, I'm like, got to go. Yeah, I'm done. Got to go. So I love, I truly like, it means a lot. That's how the, that's how the sport grows. That's how my following grew. That's how like a part of me just, just keeps having fun, especially just knowing that I have so much support everywhere. So of course I'm always going to be like, yeah, let's take those pictures. Like I love meeting all you guys, but especially in a moment like the games, like I can't use all my energy up on, on that. And when, even when um, uh, Matt was with me, and he was like, okay, that's enough. Let's start heading back. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have that person too that can help you balance that and cut it off. Like, okay, it's time to go refocus. And Yeah, for sure. It's it's funny because I was watching that and this one guy, it, it was a weird, weird selfie and not, not calling him out for anything, but he was like trying to Call duck his out, head Scott. into your bicep. Call him out, Scott, because it was weird. <laughs> Call him out. Okay. I was like, <laughs> Is he trying to kiss her bicep? Oh. And then he just like, then he just kind of ducked his head into your flex and then flexed himself. And I was like, okay. what is he doing? And then I wanted oh, to ask you, you guys picked was that, up that because you guys didn't even see the full moment. <laughs> I was going to ask, was that the weirdest moment of doing selfies or was that might've been the weirdest moment of the games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. Okay, so for the most part, for the most part, I love, love the CrossFit community. Everybody was so respectful, respectful of my time and my space and just asked me like, hey, can we get a picture or like sign this and like super polite. And that's like happening right before you exit the campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, this got weird really quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I literally at first thought he was trying to kiss your bicep. I didn't and I know thought you were going, going to punch him in the <laughs> and face. Then, and, then, and then Matt was borderline like, okay. Okay, he needs to ask consent before trying to kiss your biceps. That is just awkward. And, and the answer to that probably would have been... Right, exactly. Because that's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys picked up on that because that was strange to me. And I was like, am I just... Am, is it just me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was bizarre. I can't believe uh, that you guys put it in there, but maybe it's being real, right? Yeah, being real. Weird people. They're around. Well, now that you called them out, Scott, I'm going to blame you on that. You called them out. It wasn't me. Listen, don't do out. weird things. I, yeah, people, and you guys watching this, don't do weird things because <laughs> you'll get called out on Clydesdale. So. <laughs> there it is. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> but I have I've never been turned down for a picture with an athlete ever. Yeah. Right. Just be respectful. Yeah. yeah. Don't do weird shit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's all you got to do. How hard, how hard is that? <laughs> right. Turns out it can be hard, I guess. Yeah. So let's go back to a little bit of the games. And uh, you had like a little run in the middle there. The the skill medley. Of course. And I want to talk about that as it, as it developed and they talked to you about that in the briefing, the whole time where you like, Ooh, I got that. Ooh, I got that. Ooh, I got that. Or were you like, Ooh, we got to see if I have that. 
so in any other type of workout that had uh, pegboards were a whole new thing to me. I've only been on a, a wooden pegboard that's got like a really sketchy setup a handful of times. Any other workout that had single unders, handstand walk, hands, uh, pirouettes, and anything upside down, I would be like, I got this. But yeah. it being structured in an elimination format, that's anyone's game. Anyone can trip on a single under, as you guys can see. And it really, it's it's anyone's game at that point. So it was kind of cool, but it's still like people ask me about that that um, workout. And I'm like, no, that was the most nerve wracking one for sure. Because especially when you have like kind of, you're expected to do really well on that because people know I'm a former gymnast. I'm good upside down. I'm good at these body weight exercises, but still one little slip up could have cost you on that event. So in the back, when they're explaining it, I'm just like, I got to get past the first round, got to get past the first round. So I think that was the interesting part of that event because going into the final round, I hadn't practiced or tried those double under crossovers because I was like, you got to get past the singles and the doubles to even worry about that. Right. Right. But what was fascinating to me is if that event was 10 seconds longer, you would have won it. I agree. (laughs) Because you were catching Danielle. Mm -hmm. I kind of found a rhythm. Yeah. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and I think she beat you by like one rep. I think it ended up being the tiebreaker. Oh, Oh. okay. He had a faster handstand run Uh like the first two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. If it would have been okay, five seconds longer, you win because you got those double unders better than she did by the end of it. Yeah. Um, so how are you feeling wow. after that? You know, it's your Out rookie of all season. The questions you've asked me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, how I if you would have ever told me that I went into my rookie season at or my rookie year at the games that I'd have a second place finish under my belt, I'd be, I wouldn't believe you, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then you did the elevated Elizabeth, which you get an 11th place finish. Uh, So you're, you're up in that like top half, top quarter, Mm -hmm. um, doing pretty well. I have a question about that. I want to ask about that. Those dips. So, I've done like compare those to doing strict ring dips. Like, are they completely vastly different? Like what, what's, or is it like doing a matador dip? So I'm actually, yeah. So I'm actually, I was very thankful that I had gotten some accessory work more consistent or gotten a little bit more consistent with some accessory work on like bar attachments Mm -hmm. versus the rings. I think for the longest time. And I think most like, High-level athletes prioritize those ring dips because we say they're more challenging, and they are in a sense that the rings move all over the place, mm-hmm. but they are different from the bars that don't move. And especially for someone like me that's got like a little bit smaller frame and shoulders, my hands can be pretty wide on bars, so it's a little bit different. Like Versus the rings, I can pull them in super tight and then get those tight uh, dips right there. So if you have like bar attachments in your... Mm-hmm in your gym it's definitely something like that the walking across and everything the bars are flexible and i okay. knew that from my gymnastics background not that we do parallel bars yeah but i've been on them before and i knew if you could find like a rhythm kind of scooting across them you can use that 
the bounce of the bars and everything. But the dips, yeah, they're they're different than ring dips. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to be pretty confident after that night, right? You you have um, those two events back to back, and they're pretty good finishes. And then uh, because of the weather delay, then you go into the shuttle overhead and you do really well in the shuttle part, mm-hmm. um, which I think you probably knew that the overhead part was not going to be your best event. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. Coming off of, I think day one was so, was that day one? Yeah, that was day one. Yeah. It's so hard to remember everything. That was the days were going by all weird and everything, but um it, I think that first day was so important for me because it just gave me that that boost of confidence. Like, yeah, I can hang out here and um, we can we can we can put up a good race against these girls. And my I did what I needed to do on the events that fit me. And then we'll give it everything we got on the events that are a little bit tougher. But yes, um, that's a really cool event the shuttle to overhead i think it was a very cool event how they scored it in two separate um events the shuttle part and then the shoulder overhead so we had i'm very 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 proud of how we executed the run on that one because we were going to push it a little bit harder just being that the shoulder overhead is i'm not going to get near the top on the shoulder overhead we know that um so pacing those runs was so important to find that almost meeting a red line but not like blowing up for the 800 meter run. So I was very proud of how far my running has come. And I think it, it, it showed in that event. Yeah. Agreed. And then the shoulder to overhead really was well. do work, yeah. do as much work as we can. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about up and over because I would say that that, that typically would be a really good workout for you, but you're coming off the Capitol and all of that emotion and we talked to Lazar Jukic, and he doesn't even remember up and over mm-hmm. because he was so exhausted from the Capitol. Yeah. The up so and over how was did that work for event. you? Was it? Yeah, it was. Because okay. I, I did like the workout. But that's what happens when you get into the test of the games is is the you, – you might like this workout, but what did the workouts do before – uh, do to you before that you have to play around with and like I, I we were talking about what happened after the capital event is by the time we got back and we got like our brains back together after everything that happened it was just recovery mode get this um I had um I was having issues with my ankle after the first event so that followed me all weekend, but it was like, get food in, get this ankle taken care of, get recovered so much food and so much fluids, like waters, electrolytes, and just like started, like, that's all Matt was telling me to do was just keep pounding food and water and Gatorade and all that. And then it was just a, a race against the clock to get recovered, which I think that's why I had, I was, I'm really proud of that event is just because of, I still I did really well for what was happening. Did you take an ice bath after the um, capital or do any of that kind of recovery? I didn't have time Okay. after okay. that one, but after most of the events, I either gotten full ice bath or, or stuck uh, my legs in. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a weird question. Oh, so after the capital, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do weird shit. Okay. Just weird you're the, the, so, dude, the dude touching my, kissing my bicep question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after the Capitol, on your YouTube channel, when you watch what happens, you have to walk quite a distance from there after the event. How far did you have to go to get into a vehicle or whatever to get back to campus it's it's a lot so that's what people don't realize is when we're traveling from events and from mm -hmm. the different the north park and then the coliseum and then that was an off-site event there's so much moving around there's so much walking and um we had to walk it just seemed like a long time probably because i was hobbling the way to the bus and then getting off the bus was i was trying like not to get in the way but i was on one leg at that point and it was, it's, it's a, it's a long trek for the most part from any event. Cause in your video, you, you like stop behind a utility truck. You laid it, you sit down on the street and you're yeah. taking off a shoe and a sock. I was trying to hide. I was like, I don't want anyone. And then the, at that point, the adrenaline starts wearing off. And I was like, Oh my. So I had sprained my ankle on the bike event and that's what, was giving me a whole lot a lot of trouble is my ankle was taped up it was taped up a little too tight and my foot got my whole leg my foot got all cramped up and then by the time I got to that point I was like I got to get this off like it's it's I can't walk on this anymore yeah, yeah. there's nothing worse than having an ankle tape too tight yeah it was rough so how did your ankle hold up then on the big um box jumps it was not Red, it was not fun going into that event, but that's the coolest thing is adrenaline is a really cool drug that makes some pain go away out there. But that's, that's the scary part is yeah. like, I could still feel it big time going up and over the boxes. I mean, you're not really, you're still pushing through it at that point. I was more worried about, I knew it wasn't the pain that was ever going to stop me. Like I was really nervous before the shuttle runs, to be honest, like mm -hmm. taking that turn. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily it wasn't like sprint shuttle runs. We were kind of pacing it. But that's why I had it taped up is I just had so many issues when we were sprinting to the finish line that my foot was like wobbling all over the place. And I didn't want to roll it again to make it worse. So we had it taped up for the rest of the weekend. So it was it was there. I that's a part that a part of me that that was just I think I was more frustrated than anything. I can deal with the pain. Yeah. It's just I got to deal with this the rest. I got to deal with this the rest of the weekend. Yeah. So you, you make the cuts on Saturday night and then you have to finish through Sunday, which probably wasn't the highlight of your weekend, but I want to talk about what did you learn in that moment? Cause Sunday one, did the volume catch up with you on Sunday? No, was it, it was the weight. Stuff? It was the weights. And we just know we just got to get stronger. That's no surprise at this point. That's where we got to, we're got to make some ground, but I think the coolest thing, and I've told my coach this, I've told my family this, and I've told like some really close training partners that the coolest part of this season is I faced all of my fears this season. I, I think I like, there's not much more like my fears were not being able to keep up with the pack showed that I could do that on the events that are balanced and that I'm that are more fitted to me on the events that I didn't think I'd do well. 
I surprised myself like the shuttles like I that was a big improvement and then my other big fear which I knew I was going to come to was standing in front of a weight that I couldn't get off the ground and that happened more than once it's not fun but it's scary it's scary when you have the coliseum over you and you're giving it every every ounce of effort and it's just not going the way you want it to go but I'm like hey that was my biggest fear I faced it I owned it I I never stopped trying out there whether it was the sandbag the yoke I never stopped trying out there I hit a monster PR on my 1k row and that's (laughs) I like people don't even realize that like it was I'm I'm so proud of that and it gives me so much such hope and energy going into next season that I did this I did this it was scary but we got through it and we got better because of it and now let's go see what I'm gonna use I'm gonna use all that that emotion in training that's one of the most powerful lessons that you can learn in those moments is that you can do really scary things and then you know, move through it. Like it's not always going to be the outcome you want, but realizing, Oh, I, I went through that and, and I'm okay. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm really proud of this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you say that because at that moment you have, you have two choices, right? Wallow in the, in the situation or take it as this is my challenge and this is what I'm going to overcome. And what I think is cool about you and I hope this isn't too sappy is that, you know, you said in the video that the Capitol was the greatest moment in your career at this point. And I truly believe that that's just your start. Like a few years from now, that moment is just going to be what started it all. Not the moment. Yeah. I think it'll get even cooler when we look back at that moment. Totally. Yeah. When, we're stronger and yeah, we're just stronger. So you've said you've, you've found these areas that you need to work on. So how are you bringing that, those lessons home and now approaching that to your training or have you already started in on, on tweaking some of those changes or are you still in recovery mode? Yeah, it, it's kind of, no, I'm, um, we're not back to full training. We're in the mode of, we had a week off. Then I kind of like jumped into some class workouts, not too, too much. And then now I've kind of, I think I'm already overstepping where coach wanted me to be at this point, just because I'm anxious to get back to it. Um, But I'm at the point where I'm like mimicking my old training volume, but the intensity is not anywhere near. So kind of like I, my biggest thing is I wanted to get back on my schedule, like time of working out in the morning, working out in the afternoon, even if it's like smaller pieces. So definitely not anywhere near normal training. But um, so what we're going to do, and obviously, we're taking all the lessons that we got from the games and from the season into training. But I'm very, very happy with how this we built on this season. And we got a few things to tweak as far as um, just like, how we want the season to roll, like training through the open, through quarters, through semifinals and everything. Um, But we're just going to keep building on that. We know I got super strong this year. 
She seems like a Frozen 2 fan. Mm, I'm a Disney movie watcher. Okay. But I'm a little bit older for Frozen. <laughs> I say no. that. So there's been a soul. debate yeah. on our on our shows, Rebecca, just so you know. Oh, Frozen okay. 1 or Frozen 2. Oh, what is okay. the better movie? Okay, I can't we, wait. We've been talking to a lot of parents of young kids and, and that stuff, too. So we're like, Frozen 1 or Frozen That's 2? That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and watch those debates. Yeah. Serious. Serious stuff. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. But we're just going to keep building this season, uh, this next season. And um, I have got my sights set on putting some weight on this teeny body. See it. So gonna, gonna we're going to with a nutrition coach on that part. Yeah, I want to get I don't have one yet, but yeah, I'm going to get into it. We're just I just need someone to tell me. And um, Matt's already on top of this. You just got to realize we're so close that sometimes he gets the ugly side of me when he's like, eat. Go eat. Go eat. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, you're a coach and you're an athlete. And I think you equally, equally identify as both in our conversations. Can you maintain the balance of the two and be a successful games athlete? We proved this year that, yes, you can do it mm-hmm. in the future. There's definitely, if I want to level up from where I'm at right now, there's got to be a little bit of not, I'm just completely dump one side. It's when I start approaching season, I start giving more of my time to my athlete side. Like right now, I told people, you want to get in some extra skill work with me? You want to get in some extra personal training? Now's the time to do it while we're kind of in off season. I don't even think there's like an off season, but off season. Uh, but I have more time to coach right now. Now, when we get closer, it'll definitely shift the other way of like more focus on training. This season was insane. I do not want to do what I did this season in next season. Like I was up on my feet way too much. My sleep was trash and it starts catching up to you. So I definitely have, that's where I need to make big improvements is recovery. So Chris asks, joining late for the capital event, would you rather have finished 10th or not have and not have that moment or finish where you didn't have the moment? Chris, that's a deep question. It is yeah. deep. Um, so I'm have it set on this because so many people after that moment were just like, wow, you should be so proud of that moment. And when you're a competitor in that spot, you're like, even one of the the sweetest competitors out there was just like, wow, like kind of, she said like, I wish that was me. And I go, I was like, well, I want the points that come with a higher place. That's what I want. And, um, but I'm kind of haven't said on this at this point. No, I don't want the 10th place. That's, that's behind me. And I, but what's the coolest, I know that moment was supposed to happen. That event wasn't going my way. The run didn't go the way I wanted it to. I was so excited to get after that event, but now I'm like, it, it was so supposed to happen that way. So I will take the capital moment. It's important. Last couple questions. Um, Wait, what are you doing in the off season? 
I am still living my gym life and hopefully you guys see more content coming your way. So any off season events. Oh, and on the off season events, I'm shooting for probably Miami this year. I went back as a teenager in yes, individual in 2017. Um, So that'll be a quite the return. So maybe Wadapalooza. And I usually hang around. We in our gym, we usually have a lot of TFX competitors. I have not decided on that one, depending on what happens with Wadapuza. Okay, yeah, because they're like yeah. a week apart usually. Yeah, they're the qualifiers. I think overlap if you're oh. depending on team and individual. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And if if Rogue came calling, mm. in oh, that Texas, would be so cool. You know what the crazy part of that one? That someone asked that on our on our Ask Me Anything, and I have to give that same answer, even though Matt's not sitting, or, or yeah, Matt's not sitting next to me. Or he's on the other side of the office over there. But um, we talked about that a little bit. If I got a chance to compete at Rogue, it would be a very hard no i mean not hard in that sense but it would be hard for me to say no uh it would be a no because it's too close to season i wouldn't be ready for it my body is not at the point where it can go through another challenging event like that and in the future rogue looks sick i want to compete at that so bad but when i'm when my body's ready for it and we can go have some fun out there yeah and todd asks uh, and I'm going to rephrase this a little bit. Has yeah. Rogue called because you holding the stone has Rogue on the front? Perfect advertising. Um, no, unfortunately, but I have signed someone's Husafel stone and I got nightmares doing it. So, <laughs> so well, we won't ask you and that. People, people tag me, people tag me in their pictures of the Husafel stone. And I'm like, that's cool. But what you really want to say is guess what? Guess what my, <laughs> my, my best friend got me as a as a as a first year games gift. A Husafel stone. Mm-hmm. Yep, I gotta go fill it up because we're gonna make friends with that stone. Yeah, you are. I love it. Funny story. I was walking out of the, the campus one night and someone had bought one at Rogue. And they were taking like six steps across a flat parking lot, dropping it. Six steps, dropping it. Six yeah. steps, dropping it. So I have this story from 2017 that's really funny. That's like that. My um, in 2017 we bought a 150 pound sandbag, but they um, they they're the used ones, right? Yeah. And you have to take it off campus to take all the sand out. They don't want you dumping. Obviously, they don't want you dumping yeah. piles of sand on campus. Um, so my brother and my friend, we have a funny video of them doing the same thing with the 150 pound sandbag way back when, where it was like partner carry, like see how far you yeah. can get it. Yeah. And then see how far. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> but yes, that's well, funny. Well, Rebecca, we're coming up on the hour. And so yeah. I just want to thank you so much for joining us. A couple quick questions. I think you answered some of these though. Uh, what was your favorite event? Up and over. Up and over was my favorite one. What were you most proud of? <sighs> the way we carried ourselves on the floor and the fact that 
the competition floor felt like home and it was comfortable for me. Love it. And shout out to who was your crew at the game games? My, all my peeps. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to my coach, Matt McCraney, um, compete media who documented the whole thing. Gerard, uh, he's awesome. And my family, uh, mom, dad, Noah, cat, Alex, all my puppy doggies that were supporting <laughs> at home. And Yash, always happy to have or grateful to have his support and everyone at Bolt and all of our coaches for holding down the fort while we were gone for that long. That meant a lot. You know, I missed them, but they were holding down the fort. Well, Rebecca, you are the best. Yeah. Um, so glad yeah, we girl. got to meet <laughs> and uh, so glad we got to have this talk. And hopefully we got some different questions in there than what you've been getting um yeah to make this I a little fun. bit more fun yes very fun i can't wait to go watch the youtube videos now yes tell me what you think i will all right well we'll let you go and get back to your busy day thank you so much for jumping on with us thank you guys bye thank you so much for joining clydesdale media for today's episode if you liked what you hear hit that like button hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.